Hey everybody, welcome to the Running Anthropologist podcast, episode number 70, and we are excited to share all things Ragnar this week, or Ragnar 101, you might say. Just kind of a, a taste of the culture of what is this experience of relay uh, challenges that they call Ragnar. By the way, Ragnar is a, an Old Norse uh, name uh, with Danish Germanic roots, meaning warrior, and, um, and there's a victory uh, meaning in there somewhere. Um, the, whereas the, the actual uh, catchphrase of Ragnar itself is experience true camaraderie. So, you know, combine those two and you get a kind of a feeling of what they're after. Um, and I would say the victory in and of itself is just the effort going through these hard, uh, these hard runs, these difficult places, but also some very beautiful places uh, across the United States and North America. They, they have these uh, basically what are trail and road relays where you set up a team for either an ultra or slightly less than that if you're if you're a bigger team like a team of six or eight um, and you can see a place that you would probably never go otherwise uh, running perhaps across an entire state or from coast to coast somewhere or just on on the trails in the middle of a a really cool uh, part of the country and that is the one that we recorded this weekend. Uh, as you probably know by now, uh, if you've been listening, I'm located here in Florida. And it just so happens that kind of the end of the year party for Ragnar is, is in Florida. They have a lot of these people that, uh, that do a great number of Ragnars and they all gather. So it really has a strong vibe, a strong cultural vibe of all those people that have ran throughout the year and their teams. They've built up a lot of camaraderie and they finally uh, finish by celebrating in Florida. Um, I will interview uh, a team captain, actually my team captain for this uh, for this weekend, who is one of those who's done a ton of riding hours and just happened to land in Florida, and I was able to join the team. And I also interview uh, an individual who helps organize and set up Ragnars everywhere, travels with the uh, the traveling circus, he calls it. And then um, I interview a couple of what they call immortals, which, uh, again, going back to that old Norse uh, mythology, they basically they're not immortal, but they've run more than twelve Ragnars in one year. So you know, you you be the judge. <laughs> what they've uh, been able to achieve is pretty incredible, and um, and also a volunteer and some other people along the way uh, just to learn about what this thing's all about and share with you uh, if you haven't heard or maybe you've been a part of a little bit more about Ragnar culture, its roots, and what it takes to uh, what it takes to put on one and what it's like to be a participant in one of these uh, race series. And for my part, I had a great time, got to experience with uh, a few good friends and, and some new friends. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a 24 hour for us. It was a 24 hour uh, nonstop exchange and uh, passing on and enjoying the company, some running stories. Um, they have a big, big campfire. It was Christmas themed, so they, they had Elf playing at one point, and um, a lot of. There's also a little bit of an expo slash running Woodstock uh, component to it, and um, I'll let you uh, listen in on that. And I look forward to sharing this episode with you, and wish you and yours happy running uh, going into 2023. And please go ahead and visit our blog site to check out more photos and hear more and see more links to uh, to the coverage about this episode. Take care, and again, happy running. Let's get started.
All right, everybody, I'm here with Mike Grinnell, who is the team captain for one of the Ragnar teams this year that goes by the name of Father Figures. And I had the pleasure of taking part with him in uh, the Florida Ragnar series. It, uh, well, he'll tell you more about it, but basically you run, the idea of Ragnar is you run several loops with all your team members. In this case, with eight team members, each person ran about three loops through a very difficult terrain. And uh, you run through the night, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, you meet a lot of great people. But uh, Mike has been in multiple Ragnars across the United States, and I just wanted to ask him a few questions about how he got into it and what it was like. All right, Mike, welcome. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, so if you could tell us anything, uh, what you know, what was your experience like in the first one, and then what has it been like since? Maybe you could uh, tell us how you got into Ragnar and what uh, what the idea is behind it. Much like you, the way I got into it was I was asked uh, to fill out a team. It was an ultra team in New Hampshire uh, for Reach to the Beach, which is not a Ragnar trail, but a Ragnar road. <laughs> and which you start in one end of the state and then you end up at the other end of the state. It was 200-ish miles. Uh, and Ragnars in the vans can be very tough because where we're sitting now, we have this giant, you know, 400 square feet of camp space. Mm-hmm as opposed to the other way where we were an ultra team and we had six of us in a white van that we rented. So you finish your leg, you go back in the van. You drive to the next station, and then you're just constantly six sweaty, smelly individuals in a van uh, at any given moment going back and forth. And what was so fond about that, there was another Mike on the team, and we took him... Uh, it was a transition where I was supposed to go to seven and our team captain said, Oh, I know a shortcut. And he drove us to the wrong transition area. Uh. So Mike T got to sit in the middle of New Hampshire in the middle of the night. He, he didn't want his phone with him. So he was in a pair of shorts and a t-shirt in late September, just freezing (laughs) his butt off and waiting for us to show up. And we were one station away and that went on for about an hour, hour and a half. Uh. But then uh, I reached out to three college buddies, Matt Kemp, Justin Morris, Jeff Wilkerson, and said, are you all interested in doing this? And we did it as an ultra, but we did it the trail, which is kind of, the, like I said, the more luxurious kind of, we're sitting in camp chairs by a cooler under a tent, you know, so a lot more laid back and fun. And we started doing those in Colorado and then have been hitting the state ever since. Yeah, it's... It, uh... From what we've seen so far, it's kind of like a music festival atmosphere in which everybody decorates their tents, lots of lights, there's music and movies and bonfire all night. Um, We had a lot of fun. Um, We're near the end of our Ragnar uh, weekend, actually. But um, you mentioned ultra. So what is the difference between uh, running an ultra team and running, like our team, a traditional team? That's a great question. So... When you do a regular team, like for a trail, it's eight. For a trail ultra, it's four. So whereas we each ran three loops, we would run six loops in an ultra format, which just means you double up the mileage, and it's usually 30-plus miles as opposed to the 15 or 16. And usually, as was the case with us this weekend, you end up running extra loops because someone gets hurt or there's a need to. Uh, Is that that was the case with our team is that pretty common so uh, justin and i were laughing because in all the ultras we've ever done nobody's ever missed a loop oh wow 
Whereas this weekend we had, I think, four or five shifts that had to happen to accommodate schedules and flat tires and people being sick and uh, twisted ankles. So, yeah, this is the first time I've ever had to adjust on the fly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I got I enjoyed it. I got to run an extra loop. Um, it, the night loop struck me as being the hardest because, well, you have lights, but um, it's really different running through the night than it is running that same loop during the day. Did, did you... Would you agree? Well, that's the kind of the funny thing because I've done three loops here and I've barely seen anything. Like I saw okay. the one green loop and then everything else was at night. So my red and yellow loops looked pretty identical. So like, whereas you got that extra leg in the morning, which thank you for taking that because I don't want to, but man, I'm sure it would have been gorgeous seeing that sunrise over the red loop. Yeah, I lucked out. I got to see on the yellow loop, the sunset and on the red loop the sunrise and it, it was really you know it looks like the Appalachian Trail out there there's a lot of elevation there's a lot of water and just a beautiful uh, beautiful views for Florida um, that we haven't really described what the difference is and if this is the same across Ragnar's green yellow red you are absolutely correct so under trail it's green yellow and red if you do the road version you know where you're in the van every single leg is different just by nature because you're going like for instance when i said we go across the state of new hampshire mm -hmm. and what's interesting about that is you get into the strategy of who's running what because not all the distances are the same in that case so sure. like when i ran it i had like a i want to say it's like a 10 11 miler in the middle of the night whereas there's other people that were running a fraction so like they everybody was doing an ultra but some of them were anywhere from 25 to 40 miles, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, so it really, just like this one, it, it widely varies what you're doing. Um, all right, we've been on for about six minutes here. We uh, are describing what, what Ragnar is and how people come together. So how, in the past, how did you form a team? And then, uh, you know, what is it like this time? So in the past, it was real easy because it was... Justin, Jeff, and me, and we would just kind of, you know, hey, w are we going to do this one? Or are we going to do that one? And then we would just kind of coordinate and do, you know, just kind of grab stuff like that. This one was different because we're, as we get older, we don't want to do ultras. And so what we ended up doing was we kind of reached out and we had some folks lined up and then we didn't. And then we had some folks lined up and then we didn't. And then graciously you stepped in uh, when I reached out on like a Facebook blog. You know, and then you were able to kind of help us and supply folks. So it, this was definitely more of a non-traditional way of going about it, but uh, you came through big for us, so Thanks. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah, we have almost, I guess, half the guys who's camped out with us at least were from Florida. We got a good connection here. Um, and all night you'll see over there, you know, just a few hundred feet from us, they had uh, they had music going and they had a lot of encouragement and it, it really never felt like things got quiet through the night and um, would you say it's pretty traditional for Ragnar that you know it's a festive atmosphere and people are all especially the trail ones people are all doing stuff together absolutely because on the road ones once again you were just kind of it's like a traveling circus if you will okay. where it's like once transition one is only going to be open for a little while because once everybody's done with it it's gone and done okay whereas on the trail version here you're constantly going through the transition area because every time you can complete a loop you go back to the exact same spot and what ends up happening is that means that spot 
you know, we have over 200 teams here. So you're constantly having people rotate through there, you know, so like each team probably is going through there about once an hour. Okay. Okay. So when you do that times 200 teams, you know, it's just the constant hub of activity and everything else going on. Cool. No, that's great. Um, one of the things that I noticed right away was, um, you know, people are repeat offenders. It's very common that people come back again and again after they try uh, a Ragnar. How, how do you say this is different than like um, a traditional ultra or a, or a marathon or something like that? Well, with a marathon, you end up getting the exact same thing. Like I've done New York Marathon twice. Uh-huh. So having done it twice, I've pretty much had the same experience twice. Whereas with Ragnar, we've been doing, you know, we did Colorado, uh, Vermont, Wisconsin, South Carolina. We're here now, so we've constantly been moving around. And when you're constantly moving around, you get different experiences. So, like, this is our one-time Florida experience, and then we'll go to the next. But what's nice is we know that they run it well, and they do it uh-huh. well. And we know kind of the format, so we know the, how to set it up. And, you know, okay, you know, we'll put together a sheet of who's running what laps and kind of coordinating that and going accordingly. There's also an option for glamping, but you haven't done that yet where they set up everything for you and you got so, your own little village. W- there's talk of glamping. Uh-huh. Uh as an ultra team in the past, the glamping cost was the exact same. Oh, interesting. So I think okay. it's, say say it's 1600 Well, when it's 400 bucks a pop to do glamping, you know, 1600 divided by four, it's one thing. When it's 1600 divided by eight, mm. well, now all of a sudden it becomes a potential option. What the challenge is, is just getting, you know, like you look at my camp setup over there. I've got a tent, a chair, uh, a cot, a sleeping pad, all of that, and that's got to get on the airplane with me. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you're flying to wherever here or Colorado or now, yeah. tell me tell me the ones that you've done so far. So my first one was reach the beach in New Hampshire, and that was the road one. And then that's when our group of college buddies got together. We did Colorado, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Wisconsin. We were going to do Arizona, that got canceled to COVID, and then we transferred that over to here to Florida. Okay. So we've been signed up for me personally. I'm, Signed up for seven, did six at this point. Most beautiful, most enjoyable. Any highlights that you'd you'd recollect? Colorado was amazing. Like you're basically, you start at 8,000 feet, you go to 9,000 feet, you're running on the ridge across everything. And then, let's see, I'm trying to think. South Carolina, that was all right. They had the best transition area. It was like this barn uh, that was there. So that was kind of cool. Vermont and Wisconsin both rained out, uh, but they kept going. And uh, though they did have to shut us down because of lightning in one of them for a little bit, so that was a little bit rough. And then that drove us to Arizona where it's like we're in a desert. What's the odds that it's going to rain us out? Uh-huh. So, and then here, this has just been a great experience. Like, it's weird because it's December, so normally a lot of these are more summertime or more you know, not towards, you know, the shortest days of light. Right. So, right. like, normally if I've got a 6.30 run, that's perfect. You know, last night I had a 6.30 run and I was perfectly in the dark, you know, <laughs> so it, it, that takes some adjusting. Yeah, yeah. We, we got lucky with the weather. It was actually pretty nice most of the time. Um, great. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks again for inviting us to be to be here and for uh, spearheading and organizing. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to talk to more people around and see what their see what their impressions were too sounds good uh 
and the one thing you didn't ask about is being a captain. Yeah. And that's absolutely crazy because when you're an ultra captain, you got to keep three people tabs on them. Whereas a regular captain, as I figured out this time, you, you more than double that because there's seven people now to keep track of, which that can be a challenge. So be careful ever volunteering to be a captain. All right. No, that's great advice. Thanks again, Mike. And uh, thanks to all the guys, other guys who are here for running and putting in the strong effort and those who, uh, we got two two loops, I think, two and a half loops left to go until yep. we finish. All right. All right. Signing off from Alafia, Alafia State Park in Florida. Thanks, everybody. Uh, there we go. John Beck. Hey, John. Thanks for being out here and coordinating all this. What are the things that it takes to put Ragnar together like what what's going on behind the scenes there's quite a bit we have uh, three loops that we have to mark and organize we have volunteers we need to um, organize and station um, permits we need to pull uh, equipment we need to get from place to place so yeah it's quite a bit oh wow that sounds and do you bring all this stuff from one place to the next Ragnar or how does that work Yes, we do. We have about three trailers that we um, bring from event to event. Wow. 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 How long have you been wor working for Ragnar? Uh, since March of okay. 2022. Is this one of those jobs where it's an adventure, you do it for a few years and you're done, or do you have no people that have been doing it forever? I am pretty new in this position, but a lot of my coworkers have been here for a long time. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a job that once you start doing it, it's hard to do anything else. <laughs> seems that, yeah, it seems like something people would really enjoy doing for a for a lifestyle and for their career. Very cool, very cool. And have you? I assume you have run before. I have, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, is that how you found Ragnar and? applied to work here it is yeah i've known some people that work for them and i knew about ragnar for for a while before starting working here but um yeah ever since i've since i've been here it's, it's really cool. now one last question tell us what's the hardest thing you see like what's the hardest thing that people do or the hardest thing to set up that people wouldn't think about Ooh, um the most uh, the most labor intensive is probably is marking the trails. I know it looks like just some small signs and stakes, but it takes like a good two full days to get everything marked correctly. Um, I feel like that's something that looks easy that that it actually takes a while. You know? <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. They're just little signs, but you're right. They're everywhere. And like there's so many possible places people get lost. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for sure. And those those little metal stakes are are individually pretty light but when you're carrying a couple hundred of them uh they weigh you down and and make you move pretty slowly yeah yeah for sure and there's a lot of tents to set up obviously but that's many hands make light work yeah yeah, the, yeah those all get popped up pretty quickly and they come down even faster so okay cool well thank you so much appreciate your time and thanks for letting us make this happen yeah no problem thanks for coming out yeah for sure all right, my name is Jessica Joyce, and I was on Team Sweep the Lake. All right, Sweep the Lake. Yes. All right, cool. There's a lot of cool team names that I've seen so far. Um, Jessica is also one of our many Ragnar volunteers. Uh, each team has to have at least one volunteer and then sometimes extra. Um, and she is stationed at, the, at a very important place here. Can you tell us about it? 
Yes, I have been in charge of making the coffee and hot chocolate all morning. Oh, amazing. <laughs> it's been here all night. There's also, of course, big water station right next to you and um, some uh, electrolyte stuff, kind of like Gatorade, I guess. And uh, we're right around the corner from the campfire and the movie area. What have you been doing all night? Well, I slept for about four hours, and okay. then I ran the red loop this morning at five. Okay, it's still yes. dark out. Yes, still yeah. dark out, and then I came right here. All right, I had that experience too. What was that like for you, the red loop? And uh, I think it was a couple hundred feet and a lot of up and down. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the red loop. <laughs> I uh, I liked the change in scenery and the ups and the downs. It kept it interesting. It, it was very creative. I I when I was going through it, I felt like a they gave middle schoolers some wood and a lot of <laughs> creativity. I think it looks like a BMX track almost. Yes, it is, I believe. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so there, that was hard in the dark, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful. There's a lot of ridges, and I walk, I also ran it, I ran it at night and at sunrise. So there were a lot of nice uh, sunrise views. Mm -hmm. um, what has your team experience been like? Uh, it's been great. You know, we've all... Um, gone to the starting line to send each other off and then we're there when they finish and um, we've just had a lot of fun together. That's awesome. You camped out I assume? You bring all your own stuff and decorate? We did. We did. We didn't do so much of the decorating though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people bring a lot of cool stuff like Christmas trees and lights and it was a December Ragnar which is pretty uh, rare from what I hear. Mm, okay. Um, which, which other Ragnar have you run? This one. Okay. Just last year. You ran both in Florida. Yes. Very cool. And what would you um, say is like the overall synopsis of what Ragnar is like for, for others who have not? Ragnar is its own experience. Um, I think it's amazing. It's so much fun. Um, for those that are worried about the miles, it doesn't seem so bad when you break it up. Uh -huh. And um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, you get a couple hours sleep in between and yeah. then all of a sudden it doesn't feel so bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. It was nice to meet you and thank you for volunteering. All right. Thank you. Yeah. And here we are at the finish line, the last day, the last few hours. Uh, Rick Harold is a, a cheerleader alum. You don't actually hear him, but he's leading this group and uh, with a group of three immortals that he's cheering on uh, and the rest of their team coming in. You'll hear what that means, but he told me the, the essence of Ragnar is about community and fun and just building up, supporting each other. And he was out there all day cheering at the finish line. And you'll hear him in the background of this. So I would be remiss without mentioning that. And I hope you enjoy hearing from the others. Okay, ready? Oh, good timing. <laughs> of course, hey. You expect already, something different? Our last <laughs> runner running in, she's about to get her immortal mode. Oh, cool. Cool, yeah. cool. I don't want to interrupt you guys cheering her. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm Jessica Rose. Our team name is Loops. We did it again. Loops, we did it again. Loops, we did it again. Number 43. This is uh, Mika Dewadi, and I am immortal number two today. Number this two is today. the 13th Ragnar for this calendar year. All right, so... Sorry. Becca Stein Mendel, this is my second immortal. All right, so what does it mean? Explain again, what, what do you have to do to be immortal? Hey, look at you go! So, to be an immortal, you have to you complete 12 Ragnars in a calendar year, so Yay. January to December. So, this year I have 13. So you have to do 12 in a calendar year. Correct. Okay, and what were those ones for you guys, for your team? Uh, 
took me all across the country. I can't remember all of them. <laughs> I can I can I can say mine. We did most last year we did all of them together. Me and uh, Rebecca. She was there, but she met us in uh, in, the, in that's why she's doing it this year. But um, for me this year I started in a uh, New England road and I went to Michigan Trail and then I did um uh, then we went to uh, Tahoe Trail. Tahoe Trail. And then Northwest Passage, which is uh, a very, very favorite of mine. We ran from Whidbey, from uh, the Canadian border to Whidbey Island in Washington by Seattle. Wow, that's and awesome. And then the fifth one was uh, uh, Appalachian Trail. The sixth was Wisconsin Trail. And then the seventh one was uh, Reach the Beach. Uh, it was the road and Reach the Beach Sprint was number eight. Okay. Number nine was uh, Indy for me. It was uh, the first uh, uh, race that Porsche, the, the car manufacturer, uh -huh. and Ragnar uh, came together and put up one one day for Indy 500 yeah for huh. the Indy 500 That's it wasn't cool. the Indy 500 it was a Porsche they have their own um, uh, race that they do every year oh, cool. so this this year it was at the Speedway in Indiana nice. in Indianapolis so number 10 was whoo, bourbon chase yeah Where, where's that one at that is in Kentucky right. horse country beautiful and huh. distillery and distilleries. So you start from Jim Beam and you go around and then you finish in uh, Lexington, right? Nice. Yeah. And then, and then number 11 was Texas Trail. I was, uh, we were in Texas, yep. We ran together that one. Number 12 was SoCal. In oh, a, SoCal, wow. Yeah, Trail. It was up in a, by, uh, by San, like San Diego. Okay. Yeah. A lot of flights. Yeah. A lot of flights. And driving. And number 13 is this baby right here. 13 is here. This is the baby. This is the party of all Ragnars. That's why all immortals are here. This year we are how many of us? 30, 31, 32? Yeah, 32 immortals. Most wow. of them are doing second. So immortals. this is known as the party of all Ragnars because it's at the end of the year. Exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> so cool. And what? So what did you learn from becoming immortal, in your uh, in your quest for immortality here? Uh, that runners are crazy, but they're like the best people you'll ever meet, and they're like family to you. You basically meet a family across the country. Like I'm from California, they're from Michigan. You meet people from all over the place. And like for example, September, I was gone every weekend for a race, so I saw this family more than I saw my own family. Um, and also you realize you see all types of people out here, like anyone who puts their mind to it can do it. Anyone can do it. Yeah. 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 I, I got that too, especially if you got a big enough team. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you just caught me over there on my phone? Uh -huh. you, you didn't know that I was on the phone? Oh, I, I didn't know that. I'm actually on call. I'm a physician assistant, so most of the Ragnars, I was on call sometimes, so it can be done. Even if you work, you Even know, you, you just, right yeah. yeah, so, so it's, it's like she said, you know, you, you meet awesome people. This guy right here, he, he, his name is Harold, 
and uh, <laughs> we met him, you know, years ago, and he's 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 our friend. He's our best friend. We love him. So, Supporting it every every yes, right now, huh? And, and we met Georgina. I met her this today, uh, this week. But she's acting. But she's act, She's. We are going to make sure that she is going to do. Yeah. No man left behind. No one left behind. Yeah. So you have to be flexible because things can happen. Things change. Safety's our number one priority. Um, so you just have to be flexible, and we just get it done. That's awesome. I think you needed to tell her that safety is our main concern. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that was, believe it or not, that was only a five-minute interview, but I learned everything about your your trip this year. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us. Thank you. And have fun. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being a part of this. The Running Anthropologist episode number 70. Never a day late. We're right on time for the little bit of Vince Guardley, Guardley Trio, the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, soundtrack to take us out here. Uh, fittingly so, this Ragnar theme was a holiday theme, and um, seeing Christmas lights out and about in the middle of uh, in the middle of Elphia State Forest was pretty cool. Um, as well as all the stars. It was a starry night, well-lit night from the moon as well. So we enjoyed that. And I hope that you and yours get a chance to get outside, enjoy some lights after dark, whether they be on, on homes or in the sky, during your evening and early morning runs, during the part of the year that, that needs a little bit extra light. Hope that you and yours have a wonderful holiday season, wonderful Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. And until then, until next year, we wish you and yours happy running. Please check out our blog site, runninganthropologist.com, or send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at runninganthropologist. And until then, take care. <laughs>